This is Doug Green, and I'm the publisher of Telecom Reseller, and today I'm with Travis Volk, who's the Vice President of Global Service Providers for Radware. Travis, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Doug, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to be talking about an issue that really impacts everybody. Uh, If you you really just have some way of communicating with the outside world, you've probably been impacted, but especially the ISPs and CSPs who've been impacted, the telecom industry is the focus of the cyber attack by by bad actors and so on. Today, we're going to be talking to Travis about how Radware fights that. We're also going to be talking about uh, what, what the problem looks like, how it actually lays out and what we can do about it. So before we dive into that, Travis, what is, uh, what is Radware? Oh, yeah, Rad- Radware is a 26-year-old publicly traded company that started in the application delivery space. We um, were the first company in about 2002 that um, recognized security as a critical tenant to high availability for data centers and applications. You guys have been doing this a, a while. Now we're walking through 2023. What are the big threats this year? Ah, you know, you see it in the news every day, but denial of service and application security are the challenges that we address according to network computing fabric and application level exposures. Um, You know, if you think about it from the operator's point of view, they face thousands of attacks in the form of brute force, usage anomalies, scanning, infiltration attempts, privilege escalations, fraud, service exploits, distributed bots, DNS, encrypted floods, UDP floods, API injection, and the dreaded, you know, all leading them towards exfiltration and a breach. So what are the common misconceptions people have? I think um, the main misconception that most operators have for themselves is that um, traditional tools give them the visibility and control over these modern events. So with that in mind, what can we do to safeguard critical infrastructure? I mean, we focus on two protection layers, a a stateless, highly scalable first line of defense layer for DDoS capabilities. You know, it's capable of detecting, characterizing, and surgically mitigating multi-vector attacks. Um, And the second line, the last line of defense, an application security layer, you know, we offer both negative and positive security models, but we incorporate machine learning algorithms to characterize normal usage or intent, and that enables us to identify misuse. Um, one, One of the ways that we address this at hyperscale is to correlate events between this first and last line of defense and optimize where remediations take place in the network. So, you know, um, maybe you can offer us a little bit of what this looks like, you know, in a specific case. You don't have to use a company name, but, you know, I'm wondering what the type of financial impact can be and, uh, you know, how... Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah, we, I mean, we have lots of examples of, you know, customers that, have faced events under alternative approaches and and could not restore service under attack and and so you know it's a and I think last year for the first time we started to see service providers doing SEC filings on these outcomes 
you know, one example, you know, characterized a multi-hour um, outage, according to their services, you know, at um, $10 million for the year with customer attrition and credits associated to that loss. Wow. That, and, and, and how many hours were they down? I think it was a total of three in the end. And they had two alternative technologies, one on their CPE and another cloud provider. Right. And this was, if uh, without naming names, this was a relatively larger firm. Yeah. And they um, are core competency around VoIP services. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that as you start to dissect the, the threat landscape, you know, and, and you see these DDoS and application security events dominating the news. You know, they are plagued, the ISP is plagued by all the vertical attacks that take place in different waves and, and volumes around the world. You know, it's um, this week it's KillNet with healthcare and universities targeted, but those are transiting these ISP customers. And you, we saw throughout last year several of the service providers facing major events for themselves. You know, Probably one of the most interesting one was Google recording the highest layer seven request per second attack. I think it was at 46 million requests per second. Um, the Ukraine attacks in Europe took down multiple ISPs, including um, satellite communication providers. And I think T-Mobile faced their fifth breach um, in four years associated to an API security event. So. So big and small, you can get impacted, and geopolitical events can can kind of uh, really hurt even the small guys. Yeah, no question. I mean, we see low and slow attacks coming off converged access infrastructure today. That's you know eroding memory and CPU of you know ISV access technologies, and you know if you think about it, it's it's the lifeline of the service providers network. You know DNS caching. You know, multimedia access, internet gateways, you know, routers performing NAT functions. And so it doesn't require volumetric or long duration to have service outages. In fact, you know, some of the most um, predominant attacks today are fast crippling minutes. You know, they take minute to 90 seconds. And we see that tipping over um, software components that, lead to brownouts and outages and service quality degradation. So should we uh, close out our podcast today, maybe close out with a little bit of hope. Where do I begin? It sounds like it's an overwhelming problem, but if I'm hearing about this and I kind of am experiencing it, I'm inside of an ISP or CSP, is there, you know, a place to begin? Yeah, I mean, first off, you know, feel free to call on us, but I, I mean, we have lots of channel partners, OEMs, MSSPs, cloud service providers, um, GSIs that are doing a very good job of helping customers through transformation projects, including security components, you know, security by design, shift left principles that most of our customers aspire to. In the end of the day, you know, we deliver our technology via cloud service, physical appliance, VNFs, CNFs, containerized network functions. And we can complement widely disaggregated distributed deployment across clouds and give consistency in terms of policy management, visibility, and compliance. So, you know, we, we, we have become a predominant security provider in the network. 
And I think customers are most exposed by their first and last line of defense. Well, Travis, with that, I, I wanna thank you for joining me today. This is a good start. I know we're gonna be talking about this very important issue in the future. Where can we learn more about Radware? Yeah, go to the, go to the Radware YouTube channel. There's a lot of really um, fascinating topics about darknet, botnets, the social structure of these commun hacking communities. And it's a fascinating topic. I think it will uh, be a great place to educate and learn about our intellectual property. Well, again, Travis, I want to thank you again, and uh, I'll look forward to our next podcast. Thanks a lot, Doug. Have a great day.